0: Carolyn Jasinski is driving in the Outback this week and she stopped in at Kings Canyon, which is a five and a half hour drive from Ellis Springs. There she found Bruce Munro, the artist behind the Uluru Field of Lights installation. Bruce's latest work is the light towers in Kings Canyon and Carolyn asked him about his inspiration for the new installation. I'm in Kings Canyon with possibly one of the best known artists I've ever met. Bruce is screwing up his face. (laughs) So Bruce Munro, for the people who don't know, is responsible for Field of Light at Uluru. And it was brought in, it was created by Bruce eight years ago. And it was actually started as a two-year installation and it's still going so strong that here we are now in Kings Canyon, which is about three and a half hours drive from Uluru. Equally beautiful. Some say even more beautiful than Uluru. And Bruce has created the most magnificent new light installation called Light Towers. Can you tell us a little bit about
1: it? Yes, and thank you for that lovely introduction. <laughs> I think, that, put things straight, I um, and that's kind of you to say that about me, but I literally just do what I do and it's, um, yeah, the field of light has has amazingly got some notice but this all started from a trip that i did with my girlfriend back in 1992 it's now my wife oh, and, you yeah yeah <laughs> and uh yeah they, on that same trip we went to see uluru obviously we were in an old toyota corona we had a tent in the back of the car and we drove across australia and uh uluru was a place i always wanted to to get to and explore the uh, the nt and, and central australia and after a larue we we ended up somebody told us that there was this amazing gorge or King canyon i should say just up the road well 400 just up ks, road. <laughs> 400 k's up the road that's very Aussie. Um, and we were driving <laughs> along the Laster highway which was made up it was bitumen those days but then to turn literally turn left to go to towards king's canyon it was dirt road and uh, oh, we we were in this old banger so we weren't quite sure you know oh well, well we'll give it a go um being a bit naive we had one of those hessian bags on the front of the car with water so and we had a big tank of water so we thought well we're You're pretty we're well well prepared and uh, we bump along there for literally the whole day, and we were getting a bit worried. We were thinking, "God, is somebody having a laugh?" <laughs> <laughs> um, and but lo and behold, we we arri- arrived at this fantastic little oasis. There was a, like a little homestead. It had a restaurant. It had a tiny bit of patch of grass. Most importantly, it had a little swimming pool that was f- sort of freshwater swimming pool. So we straight out of the car and into, into the, the pool. pool. Uh, and then it was Serena's twenty-ninth birthday, uh, so we we celebrated. And we had not had a drop of alcohol for about two months, so we were really cheap, cheap, <laughs> hanging out. Yeah, you're hanging out. So we had an amazing <laughs> time. And the next day, I woke up uh, with the most terrible hangover um, and Serena said come on we've got to do this gorge walk I went, oh no no I'm not doing that I spent the whole day at the bottom of the pool sort of surfacing a bit like like one of those you know I don't know what a whale I guess going up taking a breath go down and just put you know and the cold water just ease my throbbing temple <laughs> anyway at the, back, the end of the day Serena gets back full of enthusiasm and I was pretty cross with myself for not going she said we've got to do it tomorrow so we went on this gorge walk and it is the most incredible again place in the world because you find yourself at the top of this plateau that's where well, there is a gorge in uh in, into the plateau but you walk around it it's called the rim walk but it is what, beautiful isn't it yeah. yeah and what you come across is these uh sedimentary rocks that are or or they're Probably have them igneous, I think, because well, they've been compacted so that you've got fossils in, in them. That you're looking at, you're walking across 500 million year old rocks.
0: And it's, it and was the seabed, wasn't
1: it, it? It was the seabed. Yeah. So when you are standing on top of the rock and, or the gorge and you look around 360 and you realize that you are pretty much 1500 miles from any sea. Yes. In every direction, yep. to then think, wow, this was under the water, and it must have been a very calm sea for uh, the sediments to have actually caught sea creatures in it so perfectly. Yeah, and and wavelets, you know, it- you've got the sort of waves like in like you know in a very calm beach or, or um, bay, and it's sort of you know how the sand settles. It's sort of like that, and I, it just completely made me realise how insignificant our lives are or how small and how incredible time is it's, and, it's and quite amazing it, yeah. it is and, it, and it, it's those sort of thoughts that filled my sketchbooks um, you know and really it became a, my sketchbooks became a resource for making uh, later on obviously when I was a bit, quite a bit older when I, I decided I was going to give art a go full time which coincided or really caused by my fa- losing my father when I was um, about 40, 41, 42. And, uh, you know, I wanted to do something purposeful with my life and to honour, honour him, honour, honour my mum, and, 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 you know, do something that I thought was true and useful. And so all these thoughts um, I'd been collecting in my books... So it
0: must have uh, had such an impact on you to... To do that rim walk, and I've done the walk as well, and it, and it's it's like nature has set out a stairway. It's that the, the rock is presented in a way almost as if somebody's gone in and created this natural path and to this beautiful view. But for you to see that, and then all those years later, you've now turned all that inspiration into an art installation.
1: It's, uh, yeah, I mean... Uh... As Serena and I the other day when we were driving back from you know, up from, Uluru from Uluru to here on a way and I said to her it, it feels surreal we even stopped off at the same lookout point that we came in on uh, there's a lookout point that looks at Mount Connor
0: right which yeah. is
1: often the <laughs> Uluru isn't it yeah they all think it's the false Uluru yeah, you know, yeah. is that Uluru which we did yeah <laughs> and I think there was a car passing is on the original trip saying no mate it's Uluru's that That's way. That's right, yeah. Uh, and uh, there, there's a beautiful salt lake on the other side. You, you climb up this ridge and to look at Mount Connor and then you turn around at 180 degrees and you've got the, the, salt, the lake. salt lake. The salt lake, And all of those memories flooded back. And I said to her, it is surreal we're here. You know, obviously now in my 60s, and Serena's just 60, so we're, we're, <laughs> we're sort of getting to the grey nomad stage. <laughs> Don't feel it, but we we are. No, I and, know, this really. Yeah, but it's uh, it's 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 just wonderful. And so, had uh, you
0: come back to to Kings Canyon before you created Light Towers?
1: Oh yes. Um, I mean, th- this opportunity came through. The uh, reason I'm here actually is through Discovery Parks because they invited me to really do a trip with them, which right. was again what a wonderful opportunity. So that, and they've Serena. just
0: bought this two years ago. They bought this. Yeah. Uh, holiday park now it is called now
1: that's right yeah. and they have done an amazing jo- i mean this this was a tiny little space before and it was it was a, a little bit rough and ready and what they've done is made it a destination for people on the road to yeah. stop off um break bread drink Lots of nice local, whatever, refreshments, I should say. That, and then, that's
0: right. It's a, whole, it's a whole holiday destination. A whole
1: holiday. and But most importantly, to be able to have comfort here and then spend time exploring the area. That's I right. Mean, yeah, which is wonderful. But what
0: you've done is you're lighting this new path to the Red Centre. So the Red Centre is the heart of Australia and it's always been popular. But things like Field of Light... I know people who have actually never been to NT but they've heard about Field of Light, come to Uluru. Now they'll have another inspiration to come and check out. So you can't outshine the natural beauty of the Red Centre.
1: That, that is definitely not my plan and it will never never happen. No, but... I think that really the work that I've created, the purpose of it is to say how much this place has moved me. Yes. And, and very interesting. you said the heart... Light Towers, which is this new piece of work, was actually inspired when I was 21 by which is actually pre-to uh, Australia. It was inspired because it comes from lots of small facts of the installation that helped form it. Right. Later on came from a book called Gifts of Unknown Things, written by an anthropologist uh, called Lyla Watson. It has... Again, these factoids in the book that really always, as a child, made me, and not just as a young person, um, inspired me. But one of them is that the earth has a, a pulse of 69 beats per day.
0: Where, where did the 69 come from?
1: Well, the, uh, I don't know, and it, it's it's uh, in, in the book. It's some sort of echo from the uh, stratosphere. Right. Um, I don't know, this could be... It could be made up, but it doesn't matter. It, it, the truth is it caught my imagination. Exactly. And that's why there are 69 towers. And later on in life, in my 40s, I decided that if I was going to make this installation, it was going to be 69 uh, sort of pieces. pieces. Right. And eventually, those pieces, uh, um, uh, another thing happened is I was on a trip to Switzerland to do a project and I read this article on a British composer who writes for The Voice called Orlando Goff. And so, I, when I read the article, I got back home, looked him up and found his music, really loved it. And um, it's very unusual because he writes music for all qualities of voice, whether it's opera, jazz, country and western but it's just really qualities of voice singing male female and it's just the voice so i then thought i would like these towers to be sort of beings you know beings from representing the world so i then approached orlando and he thought i was a bit of a nutter um and in the in those days so i actually did an installation called Light water towers this was the forerunner of light towers and i used orlando's music that he'd already written but I said one day Orlando I'm going to commission a piece when when I get a good project for you to write a piece of music and he said well what will it be about and I said um, well it, it's it's about connection. It's about compassion. It's about bringing the world together. And he was going, oh, "That sounds a bit <laughs> airy fairy." And I said, uh, I, "I said, look, trust me, I will do this." This is about twenty years ago. Wow! And then, um, uh, lo and behold, it it did come to pass. we 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 actually did the first installation in the United States. Right. And it's still there in a place called Paso Robles. Okay. And my next thought was, I really must do one in Australia because these pieces of work that i do the point is is to see how the different iterations and different continents different landscapes actually operate but i don't i'm there will only be one in australia and there will only be one in america right on a permanent basis on the light
0: uh, you're talking about the light, light tears? Tears?
1: and with the field, field same with the field of light right. you'll never get a field of light will remain at uluru as right. long as it's Uh, that's the only place right um we did have a small installation in albany just to commemorate the 150th, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Anzac. Yes, uh, uh,
0: I remember that was the 150th, 150th anniversary yes. of Gallipoli, wasn't it?
1: That's it, it Gallipoli. Yeah. So I'm 100th anniversary, was it? Or I can never remember the dates. 100th, yeah. you're
0: right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 2015. Yeah.
1: yeah. So the point is, is that we are in an incredibly unstable time, a very worrying time in the world. And one of the things you do when you come out to a place like Kings Canyon, is you come to decompress you come and nature helps you do that and as you said quite rightly you climb on that the rim and you sort of decompress as you walk around so the light towers is an expression a memory it's rather like a three-dimensional painting of that experience and the the point is is that i want to create something that uh, that is about the space and it's it's in harmony with what's here rather than as a sort of side attraction right and if it if it is anything like that then i've made a, a bit of a balls up of it you know hopefully people will see it as something that adds to their experience of coming here but certainly it's very but it's it's just a small part of what people will experience when they come to this beautiful location.
0: Yeah I think you're right the inspiration is in our surroundings it's very remote um, very tranquil when you're doing that walk you're just absorbing all that history and heritage and the ancient landscape but to go out and see that light installation I can't wait till it Launches tonight because I've heard people who've seen snippets of it in the, you know, while you've been creating it, and they're just saying that it just makes you absorb everything even more. So,
1: well, that's really that's really encouraging, and I hope that's the case. I'm, I'm very nervous about these opening things because you never know. Um, you know, it's the worst thing because you're sort of sitting there going, <laughs> oh no. But it's uh, the scariest part. But the lovely thing is, is then you know. It's it's here. The team that have been involved in the installation from Discovery and all the production team who've actually been involved in putting I've never seen a more perfectly the, the infrastructure has been brilliantly put in. It has
0: been organised to a T, yeah. hasn't it? And yeah.
1: and they really cared about it. So all the tradies that worked on it, I mean they they've been extraordinary in their detail and you know the care that they put in and they, they must think who's this nutter coming along but <laughs>
0: building light yeah. tails. In the middle of nowhere so so when we go there tonight and it launches and the lights turn on we'll be immersed in 69 towers is that right that's right and they're all 1.8 meters tall they
1: it? they're actually um they're, they're taller than that because we've actually put them on a plinth and the reason we did that was when i go back to this idea of sort of super beings i actually have got an illustration i did when i was sit in sydney you know when i was my twenties, I was doing a little bit of work for a film set design. I did lots of different jobs while I was when I first arrived, and um, in my spare time, and I got this figure of these human forms coming out of the sky and landing, and I I wondered, you know, they're all in colour. I mean, it's terribly painted, but and and I was thinking, what was I? I was I know there was a sort of story that I was trying to make up in my mind. You get this idea that they've come from the stars, right. and I love that idea. That you know, I don't know if you've come across Brian Cox, the English astrophysicist. No, <laughs> uh, he's an amazing guy, and it, you know he talks so much sense. You know, we are all from the stars. I mean, you know, Earth is we're from all the stars, yeah, yeah. And you know, every element of the Earth is star made, and we're we're from the Earth itself. So we we are from the stars, and I like that idea. And we're also all connected. That's that's the incredible thing with all this terrible stuff going on why the hell are we killing each other Um, and you know doing all this bad stuff you know we can either dwell on that or we can say just look out at nature and see it for open our eyes and enjoy it and enjoy it and be kind to ourselves be kind to each other and be kind to the world and then we'll be
0: a star yeah that's yeah thank you so much for your time it's
1: a real pleasure lovely to be here with you Thank you so much. Yeah, it's a pleasure.
0: Reporter Carolyn Jasinski in Kings Canyon with Bruce Munro and his light towers. This is The Travel Rider Show on Jair 88FM in Melbourne.